Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks, presented by the U.S. Marine Corps. DJ Bucky here, trying to get you ready for the 2017 NFL Draft. And, Bucky, it is almost here. Oh, man, it's... It's fast approaching. <laughs> we got it, and we, we we've got we we talk about having busy shows and having a lot in shows. This one is the beefiest of beefy shows we've ever done. I mean, it absolutely, is not one with a lot of vegetarian fare. Sure. <laughs> what do we got coming up? Tell the folks. Okay, so here we go. We're gonna break out your top fifty, which I'm excited to hear about. Then we're going to play a little game: Miles Garrett versus the former top picks and current pros. Jabril Peppers makes an appearance, has a little interview. We're also going to have NFC North perfect pairings. We've tried to find perfect pits for, picks for their first and second round selections. And also we're going to list some of our favorite mid-round wide receivers uh, in this draft class. But first, let's, let's talk about one of the big pro days. Real late in the process. It's really a late pro day, but one of the more talent-rich pro days we've seen this spring. And that's down at LSU where we saw Leonard Fournette and Jamal Adams put on a show. LSU has always been a must-visit for all scouts. Anytime you have an opportunity to go down there, you know it's always chock full of talent, uh, loaded with playmakers and, and the like. And sometimes you go to a pro day and you discover other guys. We've seen Daniel Hunter come out of there. Mm-hmm. Quan Alexander has gone on to be a star. Even going back to Ruben Randall when he was kind of off on the side field emerging. But Look, when you think about this pro day, it's always going to go back to Leonard Fournette and Jamal Adams, and their stars were spectacular when they had the stage to themselves. Yeah, and Leonard Fournette, a lot made about the weight. He was 240 pounds at the combine, showed up at the pro day down 12 pounds, down to 228. So, to me, I thought it was a good 240. It wasn't a sloppy 240, but some people worried about it. So, he said, all right, I'll alleviate that concern. I'll go ahead and drop 12 pounds. Well, I think the big thing is when you look at the video there, you can see he is a well-built Guy, And I think the thing that is more impressive is watch his footwork. Sometimes when you're watching the tape, you wonder, does he have the, the, the wiggle and body control and wiggle? Uh, I don't think that's really a question when you look at him here. It's very natural to him. And catching the ball out the backfield, to me, I think we may undersell him as a complete running back because maybe he can offer a little more in the passing game than we – anticipated just based on how he's played at LSU. I didn't give him the opportunities. I think he'll be fine there as well. Jamal Adams, 
Bucky, we'll get to my top 50 in just a second. Needless to say, he's in, he's in pretty expensive real estate on my top 50 list, but he came out after running four, five, six at the Combine, and he was rolling at the Pro Day. I mean, if you talk about the reported times of being in the high 4-3, low 4-4 range, that is plenty fast enough. And I think just to clear it up for the viewers, they have to understand the official time at the Combine is electronic time. A lot of the people on their handheld stopwatches probably had him in the low 4-5s, high 4-4s. But regardless, when you run a time that is in that 4-3 range, to go with all the things that he brings to the table, the character, the leadership, the instincts, the production. Uh, he is an easy sell as a top five pick. And, in fact, he might be the best player in the draft when you kind of thump everything together. He might be the best player that comes out of this class. I like that strong statement there, Bucky. And, and to me, look, the boxes, there's a lot of boxes throughout the process. He just checked the last one. He's checked every single box. So, to me, a, a surefire stud at the next level we'll see where he gets picked but i know he's going to be successful all right let's get to my top 50 here buck did an update on my top 50 we can kind of just roll through this uh, 10 at a time here and see what stands out to you when you look at it i mentioned there jamal adams pretty expensive real estate yeah he's number two on my list there miles garrett at the very top but you scroll through those list of names there bucky Anybody i mean the usual you? suspects are there but the guy that stands out to me is reuben foster because i don't think we talk about him enough in this process when you watch reuben foster on tape he brings the thump and <laughs> That is exactly what you're looking for as an inside linebacker. I know you're heavily influenced by your time in Baltimore, watching Ray Lewis and Bart Scott and those other guys kind of own it between the tackles. This guy is a monster, a nightmare. He is the prototypical inside linebacker, the guy that is the tone and the tempo setter. I love Ruben Foster's game. I just think we need to have a greater appreciation for what he potentially could do at the next level. Range, stopping power as a tackler, and the, to me, underrated energy, the energy that he brings to the team. I think he is a stud. I have him at number nine on my list. All right, let's keep things rolling here, and let's go 11 through 20. Bucky, you see we got some pass catchers there, Mike Williams and then David Njoku, the tight end from Miami up there. And you kind of scroll down through the list. You see Hassan Reddick, who's really made a oh, nice charge up my board here, Bucky. But does any other names jump out to you? You know, Gary Ann Conley from Ohio State stands out to me. This is someone kind of underrated at Ohio State when you talk about the love and adoration that everyone has placed on. Lattimore and also Malik Hooker but this is a guy that is a solid player in fact I think he may be more ready as a plug and play player because he's kind of a steady dependable blue collar player on the perimeter ball skills toughness instincts he plays the game the right way at corner yeah you talk about the size that he brings to the table too I think he's a he's definitely a stud comes in at number 17 on my list as we look 21 through 30 again a really deep draft class see Charles Harris the edge rusher up there at the top see Garrett Bowles Got offensive tackle mixed in there. Buda Baker down there at number 30 who can play nickel, can play high safety. But how about you, Bucky? Any names jump out at you? Jerry Davis from Florida. Jerry Davis has been climbing up the process. Uh, some of his issues in terms of why he sat lower on some boards were due to the injuries. The last couple of years he's kind of been banged up, missed some games this year. But when he came back and you, you look at the tape and then you couple that with his pro day where he ran into four fives, talking to one of his trainers, Tom Shaw, Tom Shaw said, look, this guy's explosive. He's only been running two to three weeks weeks and you saw the level of explosiveness so when he gets back healthy and ready to go you're talking about a terrific player who's also an electric athlete he checks off all the boxes in a number of different areas this is a first round talent a big time player I think he's gonna be a game changer in the next level yeah, I think you're gonna see him go off the board in the middle of round number one I think he's a pretty safe player when you look at his skill set and what he possesses there all right let's keep things rolling here 31 
through 40. Jabril Peppers, going to see him, I believe, as a box safety. Could also play some over the nickel if you wanted him to. Very versatile guy. Cam Robinson, a player who a lot of scouts believe will be the first offensive lineman off the board. He's number 34 for me. You scroll down, you got a Dory Jackson and Evan Ingram next to each other, two of the best athletes in this draft class. Yeah, Anybody else jump out? Yeah, but the guy that stands out to me is Ty Bowser from Houston. A lot of love on the streets for Ty Bowser. We begin to hear this name pop up more, and rightfully so. When you go all the way back and watch him against Florida State, you see how active and instinctive he is, how he comes off the edge and plays with a relentless motor. I like the pursuit. I don't necessarily like that number, though. 81, 81 off coming yeah, off the I edge? Don't, I, don't, I don't like that. It's a little like something a different. Receiver number. Well, to me – he, he plays really well. I like him a lot. Yeah, to me, the thing he does so well is cover. Uh, you talk about a linebacker can really cover. He'll line up over number two. So you're talking about slot ride receivers, and you'll see him mirror them around the field. Watch him against Florida State in the bowl game in the previous season, Bucky. He's running with Dalvin Cook 40 yards down the field. So just finished him up. He makes his initial uh, appearance on the top 50 list, number 36. All right, 41 through 50. Let's finish out the top 50 here, Buck. Josh Jones, a safety that is big-time hitter, explosive at NC State. He comes in there at the top. You see the the secondary players we have here man it's just a loaded draft class at that position group zay jones makes his first appearance on the list anybody jump out to you you know marcus williams from utah uh you think about what you need to have in the back end being able to play you need to be smart instinctive and tough marcus williams checks off the boxes in all of those areas he's a guy who i think is a natural center field safety but i think he also is tough enough to come down in the box productive player, a guy who should be a long-time starter as he just kind of mans the post for a team in need of a deep safety. Yeah, you talk about the range over the top. Love love this, by the way. Great basketball background. Uh, nickname in high school was uh, Little Magic. Ooh. So you, you, I wonder if he gave that to himself ball. or someone else. It could be self-glossed. I don't know. There's a chance that's the case. But uh, darn good football player. I'll tell you what, Bucky, when you look at teams in need of safeties, I can find a bunch of them in the NFC North. Yep. And which leads me to our next deal here. We're going to do perfect pairs. Perfect pairs. North. Let's, get to it. Let's go team by team and try and find two players we think with their first two picks that would be an ideal situation. Let's start off here with the Chicago Bears. They own the third pick. Third overall pick, the Chicago Bears. I think they have to pull Jamal Adams' name right off the board. Jamal Adams is everything that they need. A temperature leader, a guy that is physical, instinctive, aggressive, can play in the box. I also think he's athletic enough to play in the deep middle. He is a tempo setter, a game changer. He is someone that can help them get back on track in the NFC North. I'm digging the tunes, man. This is strong. Uh, I'm going to go at pick number 36. I'm going to stay in the secondary. I'm going to go Chidobia Wuzier from Colorado, who's somebody that I think can play every position in the secondary. You look at somebody that can be the high safety if you wanted him to. He can play in the nickel, which he's done a lot in college. He can play outside at corner, which is what he primarily did. I think he provides some versatility. Man, you team him up with Jamal Adams, that's a heck of a secondary upgrade. And then the one thing that's the common denominator between both of these players, they are tough. Got to be physical and tough to play in that division. Monsters of the midway, I think they kind of fit that attitude that recipe the minnesota vikings Ooh. yeah i'll tell you what I, I we're staying in secondary right first yep. two picks secondary with the bears let's go to the vikings let's stay in the secondary pick number 48 no first round pick that was part of that sam bradford trade but pick 48 let's go marcus may the safety from florida who last year remember this time we started hearing okay a little bit of buzz about this keanu neal man the buzz starting to build and build and he got his way all the way up into the first round 
his college teammate here in Marcus May. I, I'm starting to hear some buzz about him moving up the board, Buck. A physical, physical tone-setting player, and I love the energy he plays with as well. like the energy, and I think what is really um, indicative of his leadership ability when Quincy Wilson was in here in the studio and he talked about who was the leader in that room, Marcus May was the one that got everyone lined up. As a deep middle defender, you like him back there. I'm going to go in the third round, and I'm going to say we need to shore up their offensive line. You're darn they, right you do. They have four starters that they're pretty good with. I still think they need a guard. How about Dorian Johnson from Pittsburgh? When I look at the tape, Mauler Brawler does a great job of moving people off the ball. When I think about the Minnesota Vikings, when they're at their best is when they have the ability to run the football when they want to, but still being able to protect. And as Sam Bradford takes over as the franchise quarterback, you want to make sure he doesn't see that heat inside. This is a guy that can protect him, keep him upright. I like that pick a lot. Good football player. Let's roll on now to the to the Detroit Lions. They own the 21st overall pick. They're going to go offense here, Buck, or defensive side of the ball? What do you think? I'm going to go defense. They lose DeAndre Levy. They need to find someone who can kind of occupy that role. Jerry Davis is a guy that we talked about. We talked about him early on the show, how he brings all of those intangible traits to the table, physical, tough, instinctive, does a great job playing multiple spots. I think he'd be a nice fit in that defense. Ziggy Ansah needs someone else among that front seven that can make plays. This is a splash play player. Bucky, you like honesty? I do like honesty. You want me to tell the truth? Tell the truth. I like Jake Butt, and I cannot <laughs> lie. I'm going to go Jake Butt at pick number 53 to the Lions. Going to get a tight end to me that can be a tremendous value pick. Looking at somebody I think would have been a really, really early second-round pick if he's healthy, coming off that knee injury in the Orange Bowl. But Bucky had a chance to watch him in his rehab. I think he's ahead of schedule. I think he could be ready for the start of the football season. A nice combo tight end can block and also help you in the passing game. I think this has a little precedent. If you think about Bob Quinn coming over from New England, they took Rob Gronkowski when he sat out an entire year with a back injury. We've seen Gronk turn out to be one of the best players at that position. Maybe Jake Buck can be a similar tight end in terms of being a dominant player at that position. Tight end in the middle, and he can block for a back. <laughs> I can do the whole. I can do the whole song. Sir, mix a lot over can, here, trying do, to get can, it in. I can do the whole song. The guys behind the glass uh, gave me a fake laugh. All uh, right, here okay. we go. Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Pick number twenty-nine. Let's go to the secondary here, Bucky, and let's go get a big physical corner from the University of Washington and Kevin King. You talk about somebody that's helped himself throughout the process. The tape was good. Just didn't know exactly what his what his speed was, Buck, and how fluid he is. Or maybe some of the questions. You knew you could press. You knew he was tough. You knew he could play the football. Goes to the combine and rolls. Big time, big time 40 time he posted. Has a phenomenal field workout. Looks fluid and smooth. I think he went from mid-second round to really landing right in the middle portion of this first round. Really helped himself. When I talked to people in the process that went up and made the visit to UW, they talked about his ability to just understand what he's supposed to do and to make plays that he's asked to make. Solid overall player. Uh, you talk about baseball terms, he's a double. You're not going to strike out with Kevin King being your pick. No question. How about 61? Pick 61, 61, I think they have to find someone for uh, Honey Bun. Eddie Lacy, Eddie Lacy's not there. They missed that production. They need a big back. Well, I'm going to give him someone that's very, very similar to Eddie Lacy in terms of his running style. Big, physical, rugged player in Deontay Foreman. Comes downhill, a little bit of a straight line player. But you're thinking about being a physical team. You already have Todd Montgomery who can do the complimentary work out the backfield. You need someone who can be a whammer. Deontay Foreman, 
that guy. Now he can definitely be that guy. I like that pick there at number 61 for the Packers. So that's the that's the perfect pairs there for the NFC North, Bucky. But uh, we've got a new sponsor here on Move the Sticks. And yes. We need to talk a little underwear. That's what we're going to do right now because, look, I, you don't want to go to the store and buy those old five packs of underwear anymore. That's that's old school. We, we want new school right now. That's what Me Undies can provide. Yeah, Me Undies are designed in L.A. and made from st- sustainably sourced micromodal, a fabric three times softer than cotton. Me Undies, softer than soft luxe undies come in an ever-changing selection of classic colors, bold shades, and adventurous patterns. Oh, stop you right there. Adventurous patterns. Adventure, yeah. Sometimes, like, yeah, pan- you want pandas. Sometimes it's panda. Oh, we got pan. They do have some pandas, some sweet panda, panda, panda undies. Panda, 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 panda. So you can tailor your undies to your own personal style. So if you like pandas, you can wear pandas. Yeah. The cool thing about this too is it's it's a monthly subscription, so it's not something you got to go out and get. This this is coming right. But to look, you. look, if you don't want to make that commitment, you are not ready for a subscription. That's okay. You still can save. That's because Meet Undies is offering you twenty percent off your first pair. Just use our special URL, MeetUndies.com/slash/NFL2017 and get 20% off your first pair. 20% off. How about that? And go go do it. Go revamp that underwear drawer, you guys. You you deserve it. Come on, go do it. <laughs> Once again, that's MeUndies.com slash NFL2017. MeUndies.com slash NFL2017. MeUndies stepping up to the plate. We've got the U.S. Marine Corps. We've got MeUndies. We're rolling here. Move the sticks. All right, Bucky, let's, let's talk pass rushers here, and let's talk some of the best guys we've seen come out over the last few years, really go back a, a decade or so here. And we look at grades we had on players coming out. Not not what they would become in the NFL, but the grades that we had coming out. I thought we'd take five big-time guys and just kind of show folks where they were slotted when we compare them together. Let's start number five here on the list, and it's the reigning NFL Defensive Player of the Year. Here we go, Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack coming out of Buffalo. Outstanding talent. Love the aggressiveness, the physicality, the athleticism. You wanted a little bit about the small school competition. Would he be able to translate his dominance at the next level? He has answered that question in spades. Physical at the point of attack. You alluded to winning the defensive player of the year last year. He is a guy that is terrific. He has exceeded expectations. That's hard to do when you're the fourth overall pick in a draft. Yeah, and again, we're using Miles Garrett as a reference point here in this little game to see where Miles Garrett stacks up in this group of players. Khalil Mack comes in at number five. At number four, Bucky, a guy that's coming off of an injury, but, man, he was a good player in college. He has been a great player in the NFL, and that's the Houston Texans' J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt, three-time defensive player of the year, kind of changing how we think about that position. Inside, a guy that is dominant, terrific power, explosiveness, great hand skills, can line up anywhere along that front line and make his presence felt. He has been someone, you talk about being drafted outside of the top ten, but emerging as one of the transcendent stars at his position. J.J. Watt has been a terrific pro. Yeah, when healthy, the most dominant defensive player in the NFL. So we haven't heard Miles Garrett's name yet, meaning we had a higher grade coming out on Miles Garrett than we did on J.J. Watt. We did on Khalil Mack. Let's see who rolls in at number three. And uh, I think, well, there he is. There we've, got, we've got Miles Garrett rolling in at number three on our list when we look at the college grades, Bucky. And this is somebody we've talked a lot about during this draft process. But you see the speed, you see the length, you see the explosiveness. He can create speed to power when he wants to widen guys. He can take over a football game when he wants to. He absolutely can take over a football game. And the crazy thing about Miles Garrett is he hasn't even really tapped into how good he can be because he doesn't even really use his hands as a pass rusher. Once he refines his technique and learns how to be a combat specialist, 
he's going to be someone that continues to always get 10, 12, 13, 14 sacks a year off the edge. Exactly what you expect for a guy that should be the number one overall pick. Yeah, it shows we have big grades on him to have him in this neighborhood here. But a guy that we had a higher grade on than Miles Garrett and one that's coming to the league just recently. You see right here this play we saw five billion times in the run-up to that draft, and that's that J.D. Clowney. Uh, J.D. Clowney has lived up to the hype, finally beginning to play like the guy that we saw on tape at South Carolina early in his career. Athletic freak, uh, just runs over offensive tackles off the edge, has a natural athleticism and snap to him that sets him apart from others. We saw him go to his first pole ball. When he gets back and is able to team up with J.J. Watt, he could be a dominating force off the other side. For the Houston Texans. Yeah, Clowney, nice emotional there. I forgot about that in that draft uh, that draft class there. Man, I'll tell you what, it all came on. The light came on for him this year, stayed healthy, and we saw the player that we saw in college. All right, now, the player we had the highest grade on, though, we got to go back Got to go back a little ways here, and that's uh, that's somebody that our Charlie Cassidy picked with the first overall pick back in the day. Super Mario Williams, uh, very impressive when you watch the college tape. You just don't see athletes his size with that kind of athleticism and polished skill. He hasn't necessarily been the transcendent star that we thought he would be, but coming out, it was hard to argue that he wasn't worthy of being the number one overall pick. That's why he sits at the top of our board. I want to say the first $100 million contract, too, in the NFL. He got paid a a bunch of money. He got paid, um, certainly dominated during his time at the end of his run with Houston, then for a few years in Buffalo. He showed that he could be a guy that could take over a game single-handedly. I'll tell you what, though, that uh, that was a really, really good football player in college. And it looked like you look back in time, Charlie Cashley made the right decision because there was a lot of pressure. Vince Young, Reggie Bush in that draft, he got the right guy there. Got the uh, guy in, that he wanted. In Mario Williams. All right, Bucky, the, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, a team last year we thought was poised to kind of take that next step and really pursue a championship. Took a little bit of a step back last year, 7-8-1, and one, um, third in the NFC West. Really kind of a disappointing season for them. Um, but they're still one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, and we'll see what they have uh, available to them in the draft and what they can do here. We'll get to that in just a second of what we think they should do. But first, I had a chance to sit down and chat with the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, Steve Kime, to kind of get a, a, a state of the franchise here with the Cardinals. Get three 10-win seasons, and last year a little bit of a step backward. What happened? You know, I think it was attention to detail, the little things, you know. You know, the roster really didn't change a lot. In fact, I thought in some respects it was better. But, you know, the little things, the attention to detail, whether it was minimizing mental mistakes, whether it was missing a kick here, we didn't answer the bell this year, and, and there's no doubt this offseason that we have to correct those things. Last two first-round picks basically had redshirt years, right? D.J. Humphreys, this last draft, Robert Kimdiche, ultra-talented defensive lineman, didn't really do much. Uh, now, you, you, what are your expectations for him going forward and the philosophy behind drafting guys, maybe not for year one, but for, for the long haul there? To me, you have to stay true to the process. Uh, we stack our board accordingly to the guys that we think from 1 to 120 who are the best players in the draft that fit what we do, and we don't stray away from it. Robert Kemdishi is a perfect example of a guy who had a tremendous amount of talent, did not have uh, the year that most people envisioned. It's a growing process uh, for a lot of these young guys. Robert's a guy that was a young player, um, has all the talent in the world, but really has to understand how to be a pro, and that's on him, and, and we have big expectations for him this year. We've got a quarterback's getting a little bit older, still, still playing at a high level. I want to read the quote that you had here. You said, no question, your name has to be put on a quarterback, a young quarterback at some point in time. You're going to have to turn that card in. How do you balance building this team for right now with the roster you have 
versus looking to the future and finding that next quarterback. Yeah, I mean, that's the challenge every day. Um, but at the end, you know, really you have to, as a GM, you have to look in the mirror and realize that you're doing the right things for the organization long term. But you do owe it to those guys, the Larry Fitzgeralds, the Carson Palmers, um, to try to win now. And real, we really owe it to our fan base. I mean, to me, um, when people say, are you going for it this year? You know, you're going to really sell out. I mean, to me, the mindset you have to have is you're going for it every year. You can never um, put yourself in a situation, to me, where you're thinking or letting your fans know you're, you're in a rebuilding phase. That doesn't exist in the NFL anymore. And there's no doubt that we have to identify that next young quarterback. Um, as you know, it's a quarterback-driven league, and, and uh, if you don't find one, you're probably not going to be in the league very long. Yeah, look, we hear that said quite often, right? Quarterback lead, league, if you don't have one, you better go find one or somebody else is going to find one for you because you, you'll be out of there. You absolutely have to find a field general, and that guy has to have more than just, like, the physical skills. He has to be a leader. He has to be competitive. He has to be able to kind of change the temperature of the room when he walks in. And so it's tough to find those guys when you're looking at the draft. But Steve Kahn, they have to find someone soon because Carson Palmer is nearing the end of a great run. I talked about those two redshirt players. DJ Humphreys, after that redshirt year last year, actually played pretty well at tackle for him. And now hopefully they get a big return there out of Robert Kim DJ. But when we look at what they could do in this year's draft, Buck, and try and find an impact player for this football team, he talked about building for the future but also thinking about the now. So when I look at who we're looking at player-wise, we have an example of each. Yeah, I'm thinking about long-term future. He he let the cat out of the bag when he talked about we have to identify a young quarterback of the future. So I think the guy that could be a pick for them somewhere in the draft, maybe early first round, maybe late first round. How about Deshaun Kaiser? And the reason Deshaun Kaiser is the pick for them is because his skills – match what Bruce Arians wants to do. You want a big, strong-arm pass that can push it down the field? That is exactly how Bruce Arians chooses to play football. He had it with Big Roethlisberger. We saw the success that the Pittsburgh Steelers had with him. He's had it with Carson Palmer as an older player that still likes to push it down the field. Deshaun Kaiser fits that offense. And, in fact, I think he fits it better than any other quarterback in this draft. Maybe Pat Mahomes would be in that category as well want to push you down the field. They have to find their franchise quarterback. And because you have a vet in place, I think you can take a chance on him, let him redshirt for a year or two before he takes over. So then in that case, Steve Kime would, would believe that Deshaun Kaiser doesn't belong uh, back at Notre Dame for a year. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, I, look, to me, I'm going to go with, with a wide receiver for this football team. You've got some age there with Larry Fitzgerald. Let's bring in somebody else that can complement him and eventually replace him. And that's why I like Corey Davis from Western Michigan, who – to me, I think is a great value pick for where they're picking. Wasn't able to run, had, had an ankle injury, so you couldn't see him run at the combine. I think if he did run, he would run in the mid-4-4s, and we would start to really hear some buzz about him. Instead, he's kind of laying in the weeds right now. But you talk about someone that can play inside-outside, is a clean route runner, does have some drops, Bucky, but after the catch, he is tough to get on the ground. Absolutely. He kind of reminds me of T.O., Terrell Owens, a little bit in terms of the way that he plays the game. But he is a clean route runner, very polished, very fluid. His ability to create separation is outstanding. Yes, you would love to see him work out, and you understand that he is nursing an injury. But there aren't many questions about this guy in terms of what he can do at the next level. He's a number one receiver, and I think he'll be a guy that really kind of finds his sweet spot in the league by his second season. And we talked about, we've talked about this on Path to the Draft a bunch. Is 
you know, what are they looking for in a receiver? They have some undersized guys. I mean, to get another big physical receiver, Floyd's no longer there. They moved on from him. Find somebody that big body to complement what they have there with Fitz and kind of play that tall ball on the outside. And he would benefit from being able to watch Fitzgerald do his thing every day in practice. He could steal some tricks that would eventually help him become a dominant player at the next level. Yeah, you talk about some drops. Well, one guy who doesn't drop football is Larry Fitzgerald, so maybe yep. help him in that area as well. All right, Steve Keim, uh, he had a beauty for us, Buck. We've done this with all the general managers we've had on. We've had them give us kind of a, a scouting story, one of their favorite stories from their time on the road. We've had some good ones, but I think uh, Mr. Keim might have topped them all. The one day that I will never forget in my life, I pull into the University of California, and it's a day where they had one tree left beside the facility, and there were people living in a little box on the top of the tree. So I'm literally standing out in this balcony all day. I had probably got no players right that day. They're building scaffolds up this tree that's, I don't know if it's 200 feet high, whatever it was. People are living in a tree. Being from Pennsylvania, where I'm from, I'll never forget Coach Signetti who's also from yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah. was at Cal at the time, and he came out and put his arm around me. He said, you ever think two guys from PA would witness something like this? I thought people were going to fall out of the tree, um, and it was quite the experience. So I, I, I got my uh, taste of Berkeley real fast. <laughs> <laughs> I, can, I can remember scouting up there during that period of time, and I, I remember seeing the, the people in the trees, and I remember, asking, <laughs> a, I remember asking a question I wish I could have back. What, question, that, what question did you ask? Why do they keep shimmying that bucket up the tree? <laughs> And then I got the answer, and I said, okay, that's one of those. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't need to know that information. Too much information. Yeah, I didn't need to know that one. Uh, I'll tell you what, that was a classic story, though, from Steve Kinebucky. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't the only scouting story he told no, me. Oh, he had more? Yeah, he had another one. This one I thought, uh, man, it was, was pretty interesting. How about a wide receiver from uh, North Carolina, rival school, about the time you played? Fast kid. You know, I bounced around to a couple different teams. Um, I think he landed in the media, I, I want to say. Bucky Brooks? Uh, yeah, how was he? Yeah, had some character issues, but, um, you know, talented guy and just, uh, you know, really never found his niche. But, but like I said, I think it was the, the concerns off the field that really, really ruined him. <laughs> so, I mean, he's just a, he's a good scout. I mean, we can, we can, we can say that right there. He uh, is a good scout. He's do you remember him playing? Do you remember him playing back in the Man, day? Man, I, I, I remember he played at the same time with my high school teammate, David Merritt, played. They were really good team and in fact we couldn't beat those guys for a long time until my senior year uh steve has gone on to be like one of the best personnel man he and uh my guy terry mcdonough yep. doing great things at arizona how about that though i had to get the scouting report on old uh i know the character the character always has been been an issue than just a player he would have been a red star okay that's that's the kind of character you want there in, in bucky <laughs> brooks all right let's uh, let's move on bucky the cardinals team that's done great work here finding wide receivers a little bit later on in the draft and some steals a guy like john brown let's look at some some mid-round guys in this year's draft that we're really high on i'm gonna go to western kentucky and i'm gonna go with taiwan taylor a uh, big-time player that really showed up at the senior bowl loves his ability to run routes and make plays and I believe he's a guy that really has a chance to be a nice player. Maybe as a number three early, maybe he can become a number two. But he is terrific. There you see the production on the bottom of the screen. 17 touchdowns. You love seeing guys that can put it into paint. But what I love about him, he's a very natural route runner. Has all the things that you look for. Balance, body control, suddenness. Terrific player. Underrated in this process because there's so many wide receivers. Someone's going to get a really good football player. Yeah, he's got he's really got some juice there. But how about our little mid-round gems thing back there, which, by the way, reminds me. I got married when I was still in college. 
I need to get my wife a new ring, man. That that's time to upgrade. Those are some Come on, big, spend, those, spend some of their money. I those like some, the, I like those the, some big that. boys. Those some big boys back there. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go West Virginia. Sheldon Gibson is my mid round wide receiver. Again, this is a deep threat, Bucky. This is uh, this is go routes. This is kind of like what we talked about with Corey, Corey Coleman, Coleman last year. Yeah, let's just go go slants post. Just get him over the top. He's gonna line up on the same side and roll. And to me, there's value in that. Somewhere they can take the top off the defense. Absolutely, without question, Shelton Gibson can do that. I thought he would have timed a little bit faster than he did, but his play speed is plenty fast. He plays faster than everyone that is covering him. Vertical playmaker. You talk about the simple route running ability, slant, post, go. He, he can do all those things. Vertical route running. He's going to stretch it out as a big play receiver. Question for you. Who won the, uh, the NCAA tournament? Come on, the Tar Heels. Tar Heels reign supreme. Where'd, Everything is back in its normal place. Where'd you go to school again? I went to Carolina. All right. I'm a little partial to Tar Heels. And so my next mid-round guy go. is going to be my guy, Ryan Switzer from North Carolina. A lot of love in the streets for this guy as a mid-round player. He's a terrific catch-and-run specialist, does a great job with the ball in his hands. Natural punt returner, had eight touchdowns in his career as a punt returner. That is second most in NCAA history. But here's what he's going to be able to do. He's going to be able to come in as a slot receiver, make plays in the open field, give you a little extra spice in the kicking game. Round of fourth round, someone's gonna find a special player from North Carolina. Well, you gonna go Danny? You gonna go Danny Amendola, or are you gonna go? Are you gonna go to Dallas? Are you gonna go Dallas with me on the comparison there? Which yeah, you, you know, like I think he's a little Cole bit Beasley. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley has surprised me in terms of the way that he's matured. But if I'm Ryan Switzer, I'm studying all those guys, and maybe I can even ascend to be a little Julian Edelman because I think Julian Edelman is the best of all of them in terms of being able to do the stuff outside and inside and return. All right, I like that one there. I'm gonna go to Alabama for my mid round gym here and a guy that again hasn't got a lot of attention throughout this process a lot of receivers in this draft no question our Darius Stewart to me is physical that's what I love about his game Bucky he is competitive he's a good blocker which is a little bit underrated at the wide receiver spot then after the catch he's tough to get on the ground he will run through tackles pull through tackles lower his shoulder if he needs to I love the competitive spirit he brings to the table. I think you're going to get him probably in that third round range. I think he's going to be a tremendous value pick. Tough football players are always in vogue. He catches the ball well, and he can run routes. There's something to that. And plus, he played at a program where he understands how to win. There's value in those intangible qualities that he brings. We talk about toughness, and we talk about being able to have an immediate impact and mention some of these wide receivers. Another guy who's going to do it on the defensive side of the ball is Jabril Peppers. Much has been made about what position he played in college. Where is he going to play in the next level? But we all agree he's a fantastic athlete, and as we got to talk to him, we found out uh, a fantastic kid as well. Jabril Peppers from Michigan is joining us. What's going on, man? I'm doing just fine, man. Thank you guys for having me. Well, you didn't rock the hat. I don't know if the hat would have worked with the head. <laughs> you had a very strong hat game. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. No, you're bringing it. All right, hey, let's jump into this here. Uh, your time at Michigan. Yep. Uh, man, you're a fun player to study, but I, were you frustrated at all? You come off la- of the previous season – playing the secondary full-time. And this year, you know, new defensive coordinator, new scheme set up. You basically kind of took one for the team. You go down there in the linebacker, and you're banging with the big boys. I yeah. mean, how, how was that experience for you? I mean, you know, of course, you know, I was a little uneasy when he first brought it to me. But, um, you know, when he broke down a position to me and, you know, showed me film of Matt Milano, you know, he played extremely well at that position, you know, just by his his enthusiasm, his tenacity. So, you know, I just tried to match that, you know, didn't go above uh, above that. But, um. You know, ultimately, you know, we, we had to avoid the field. Um, you know, some guys went down due to injury, and, you know, he asked me, he said, you know, you might have to, you know, stay here a little bit more than I would have liked you to. Um, 
But, you know, that's that's what the team needs right now. I think it'll really help us. And, um, you know, I'm a winner, man. Whatever I could do to help the team win, that's what I'm going to do to, to the best of my ability. One of the things that I took from that was, you know, just my ability to actually understand the fronts, both of, you know, the offensive line and the D-line, you know, the six, five, three, the shade, things like that, reading the pulling guard. So, you know, I think it was definitely helpful, you know, with adding, you know, that to my arsenal. Um, so, you know, I wasn't really mad. I was just, you know, thinking about it as if if I play the best I can play, give 100% effort each and every down, you know, and just try to make plays when I can make them, you know. No one would bat an eye, you know. So that was just that was just my mindset. You know, we were winning games. Um, you won a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah. a, a lot. So, so you know, I, I definitely was not complaining. You know, I was making a lot of tackles for loss. You know, um, that was that was a new thing for me. Um, before I was trying to get, you know, PBUs and, you know, stop stop the receivers from getting the ball. But now I was asked to, you know, make plays at or behind the line of scrimmage. And, you know, I, I I think I did a pretty good job. You know, Domin- my, Dominate the role they give you, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So it's, it's interesting. In, in looking at the tape and watching you in one game, I counted, you may have played eight different positions. Exactly. You talk about on offense, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, punt yeah. returner, kick returner, all those things. When you have the ball in your hand yep. as a punt returner, you're, you're pretty special and dynamic. Kind of take me to the process of what you think about when you're back there fielding the kick and what you're trying to accomplish when you had the ball in your hands. Well, the first thing back there, you know, from tape, we usually <clears throat> have a good scouting report on the punters uh, where they like to punt from, you know, each half or a landmark on the field um, and just trying to beat the ball there, um, you know, square your feet up. I like to look up, glance, and then look back up just to, you know, feel the pressure coming. And, uh, you know, I pretty much have a idea of where the ball is supposed to go, how the blocking scheme is supposed to be set up. And um, you know, I just try to make my blocks right. You know, trust what you see. You know, make one cut, get vertical. You know, and just you know, get as much as you can. You know, that was just my mindset back there. Just you know, try to start the offense with this best of field position as they possibly can. When me and Bucky talk about comparisons, we it's, it's tough to find one for you because you do so many different things. But one of the guys we were both scouting the West Coast when Eric Weddle was coming out of Utah. Yep. Eric Weddle played some corner. He played some safety. Every, he was all over. He the returned yeah. and, and was a big time playmaker for them. Now he's gone on to be a big all pro, definitely a yeah. pro bowler, if not an all pro. Yep. Uh, let's throw some tape up here uh, of Weddle. I think we have some of that, don't we? Don't we, guys, of uh, of what he brings to the table? And uh, you familiar at all with him? I know you. I know your head coach. Uh, your <laughs> head coach Jim Harbaugh knows about him with his brother John coaching Absolutely. him there in, in the Ravens. Definitely know about the beard. <laughs> you know about the beard. <laughs> Definitely huh? know about the beard. And all so, right. and so, when you see him play, what kind of things do you? think your game and his game are very very similar like do you see traits or similar traits I definitely I definitely see similarities um you know he's a a a great tackler you know he's a smart a smart savvy guy and um you know he definitely understands the game and what the offense is trying to do you know and uh, he makes plays because of that all right I'm gonna move this ahead here guys because I know we I know Jabril's got so many places to go here greatest highlight of your career what is it um I mean definitely just even making it you know onto the field at Michigan, but, uh, you know, I'd definitely say um, probably beating, you know, Michigan State, you know, uh, just just by, you know, the way the game ended last year. You know, I felt we should have won that game, but that's why you got to play, you know, the whole 60 minutes. You know, we played 50, 59, 50, and, uh, you know, so, but, you know, just, just, just getting that bad taste out of my mouth. Uh, you know, never beat OSU, um, so that would definitely be the, the low light of my career, I guess, would be the you know the opposite of highlight. But uh, you know, it is what it is, man. We had an opportunity to do it this year. Um, 
And uh, you know, we came up short. It's a bad spot. That's, that's right. It was, it was, it a, bad, it was it, a bad spot. It, I won't put you it, on the spot. It, 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 was bad, it, it was a bad spot. Okay, so so now, what would you say is the greatest hardship that you've had to overcome in your lifetime? Um, definitely, you know, the death of my brother. Um, you know, especially while my dad was in jail. Um, you know, I was just a lot of emotions going on. Uh, a lot of questions I needed answers to. But uh, you know, just seeing my mom hurt like that, you know, that that just gave me all the motivation I needed to, you know, do something special in my life and you know to get, bring her joy. That she loves. I'll tell you what, this is pretty impressive too. Remember, we've talked before about Stanford, Michigan. Yes, come, come through what you came through, and to have those options speaks a lot about you as a, as a person here. Your hero. Our last H question: Who's your hero? Uh, I'd probably say my mom. Um, you know, she she was doing things when I was younger that I didn't understand then that I understand now. You know, some nights, you know, I eat and she'd be at the table with me, but she wouldn't be eating. You know, I. I just thought she ate already. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that she was, you know, sacrificing her meal so I can eat, you know, things like that. Working two jobs while getting a master's degree, you know, raising two hard-head kids and, you know, just showing me the epitome of hard work, consistency, and, you know, persistence without complaining and, you know, just knowing what you have to do to the best of your ability. You know, no one's going to feel sorry for you. Um, and, you know, she just really just showed me the ropes. And, uh, you know, I live I live by a lot of the virtues that, you know, she didn't even tell me that she showed me, so i definitely say my mother. I'll tell you what, man. NFL, you're going to have adversity, and guys are going to have adversity. Some guys don't overcome it. Yep. You've overcome so much stuff beyond what you're going to see in the NFL, man. I don't sure. worry about you at all. We're excited to follow you, it's though, in your NFL career to see where you yeah. land, and don't be a stranger once you get to the absolutely league. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right, that's your real Peppers here with us. I'll move the sticks presented by the U.S. Marine Corps. Bucky, i tell you what. When he came into not just the podcast studio, but when we had him across the street in the TV studio, you, you can feel the energy of Jabril Peppers when he, when he walks in a room. Definitely a charismatic guy, a guy that's a natural leader. We're always looking for those alpha dogs to add to a team. And so as an evaluator, when I sat down with uh, Jabril Peppers, I'm certainly excited about what he can bring to the team, not only on the field, but what he can do to add to that locker room. Yeah, having a chance to, to be around him on a couple different occasions now. I've seen it, just the guys around him, they want to be around him. He's just the Pied Piper, and there's definitely a value in that when you're bringing somebody into your organization. Uh, man, what a what a jam-packed show we had today. Get it in, quickly. We got a lot of stuff jammed into this show. Favorite, give me a favorite part. Favorite part. Favorite part, perfect pairings. I like kind of playing matchmaker. I think we did a good job of matching players up with teams. I'm gonna go Steve Kime uh, story on Bucky Brooks. Oh, you like that the character? Yeah, that was my that was my favorite f- favorite part of the show. I was gonna I was a little bit worried you find somebody that would have played against me, but they don't exist. <laughs> um, anyways, that's uh, that's gonna do it for us today, Bucky. Fun show. We've got a couple more of these coming before we get to the draft, including one I believe we're gonna be. I'm gonna be live out in Philadelphia. That's right. We're gonna switch it up right before the draft. So, He's gonna be in Philly. I'm gonna be right here in yeah. LA. And go to uh, NFL.com/mtsvideo and check out YouTube.com/NFL. You can find all of our video stuff that's going to do it for us today this is move the sticks presented by the u.s marine corps we'll see you next time thanks for downloading move the sticks with daniel jeremiah and bucky brooks for more go to nfl.com slash podcasts This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. 
Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.